0: And truth be told, not everything we think has value. <laughs> some of it, yes, some of it is absolutely useless information that doesn't do you or anybody else any good. Um, and so, actually, just writing it down—the physical, like you said, the physical action of writing it down—there's a connection between our brain and doing that that can release. It actually releases that thought. So one interesting statistic is um, that actually, there's estimates from different research um, facilities that 80% of what we think is negative. And from day to day, like 95% of what we think is something we've already thought before.
1: Magic Within Podcast. My name's Katrina Lelly, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now To who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone, and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. Welcome back my beautiful, beautiful friends. I am so excited to be here. I um, am really grateful for today's guest and the conversation that we're going to have today. Because it's been so important in my own journey, and I cannot wait for you to hear from Deanna today all about all of the things, you know, going within and and the tools that have impacted her own life. But let me tell you a little bit about Deanna first before we get too far into the conversation. She turned to meditation at a time in her life when she needed hope. She had managed to, to the weight of grief heavier than anything she'd ever felt before and found herself in a very high state of stress. Deanna's body was really in fight or flight mode constantly. It was years before she realized the effects and what neglecting this stress had done to her. After learning the power of meditation firsthand, she wanted to help others to do the same. So a really a short five to 10 minutes can make a huge difference when making meditation a part of your routine and. I just am so excited about this conversation it's so divinely timed for me and so I know it's going to impact somebody else as well thank you so much for coming and being a part of this show Deanna
0: I am grateful to be here thank you for having me
1: absolutely so tell us a little bit more about you who you are um, before we get too far into the conversation
0: Um, So, yes, you kind of summed up my journey to meditation, um, and that was really a challenging time in my life, and I know that we all have challenges. Um, They might look different, um, but there are things that we face that we have to work through and we have to overcome, And meditation was the piece for me that's really allowed me to start moving forward and not staying stuck in the grief that I had. Um, So whatever it is that you're stuck is, um, it's really important to not stay there. It came to me how bad I was at taking care of myself through that time. Mm. I, I was... Oh, facing so many things. And of course, because our mental and emotional wellness is connected to our physical wellness, I was starting to have things show up in my physical um, being that could have really led to some serious, longer term health issues if I didn't make a change. So that was my realization of, of needing to do something. And the start of, of, all of this, like of where I am now, it was from that moment where I knew if I didn't do something, I was um, going to live a really unhealthy and unhappy life for a long time. Mm. Um, Or I maybe wouldn't even be here, you know, like some of the health challenges that could have come up could have been um, serious. So through all of that, coming to a place where I feel balanced and comfortable and finding joy in the things I do and wanting others to do the same (laughs) and I know that you have that passion as well to just find ways that people can move through different challenges and obstacles working through them honoring who they are and of course who they want to be and so that's that's kind of the long story short of how I ended up in this place and teaching meditation and then meditation led me to just being more mindful of all the things so what things in my life were not bringing me joy what things were dragging me down and sucking my energy (laughs) (laughs) and, and my time and um from there like just making little changes and adjustments to keep to keep moving forward, it just became such a big piece. And so mindfulness to me is very, very important. And I think it's kind of a foreign concept to a lot of people. It's like this thing everybody wants to do, but nobody knows how.
1: Yeah, yeah, it seems so far out there. And uh, I think people are also a little bit afraid of it. Because it re- it's it's about being more here in the now, in the present. And we're used to looking out there, going as fast as we can, like doing all of the things rather than like really being right here in the present moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Spot on. I, I I, found it so interesting listening to your story and you're sharing how often, and I know many of us can relate to this, like how often it takes a very pivotal moment at times where we are at this spot where we have a choice to make. And it's an uncomfortable spot. And it usually has to do with taking a toll on our physical, mental, emotional well-being in one way or in all of those ways before we're really willing to see or, or take a shift. Cause otherwise we go along life. We're we're pretty content, we're pretty okay. Like a lot of us live in that content and okay space, which is a dangerous space in, in my opinion. Um and then or we go to that place like you were you were sharing about your own journey and and then we can shift and then we then we decide to make a pivot. Not always, not all of us do, but you did.
0: Yes. And you know, that's a good point because I think the the bigger challenge, probably the biggest challenge that I've had in my life is what Brought me here, but it was making that one decision at a really, really hard time that's allowed me to make deci- decisions on smaller scales after that. Like you said, yeah. I was able to move out of what was comfortable because I knew that I needed to, because I had identified through meditation, through my mindfulness journey that there was more. And so I could have gotten myself out of that um, place that I started in. And then I could have just stayed there and been happy and, and, you know, like you said, comfortable and feeling like everything's okay. But it really opened the door to so much beyond that, that I think, allowing ourselves to move forward and make decisions, like you said, that some of us just stay You know, we get through one thing and then we just stay put because we're like, I'm not taking on anything else, right? (laughs) So to decide after that point, like I've made it this far, what else is out there for me?
1: Yeah. Why was it meditation for you? Because there's so many different tools out there and we're going to talk about another one of those tools, but why was it meditation for you? Were you, had you been introduced to it or had you thought about it or just how did that come around for you?
0: um so really i would say that it was something that had been brought up um in processing in processing my grief so whenever you have a challenging situation and for me it was this just this weight of like not knowing not knowing anything about life like everything i thought was out the window and so to when you have all of those feelings and those emotions all at once. So if you think, if you're listening to this and you think a challenging situation you've had, what feelings were you having? Guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, overwhelm, um, just general hurt, blame, fear, like that's a lot to -hmm. take on at once. And here's the thing about meditation that most people find funny about my story, because a lot of people think meditation means to stop thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I used it. And this is kind of the way that you would learn over time, if you do meditation, that you don't stop thinking, you just give yourself space to really slow everything down. Mm. And so I was able to slow down and think about one emotion at a time. Mm. and really start to work through that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so if I was feeling angry one day I could sit down with meditation and really process what is happening around this anger if I was feeling um, fear I could sit down and just take time with that one thing And not that other things didn't come up throughout meditation, but I was able to just train myself to say, I'm not going to deal with that right now because it's too much. This is the thing I'm focusing on. And that's the part about meditation that can be really powerful. And actually how I started incorporating journaling into my meditation because I needed to get all of the thoughts out of my head. So I was meditating and letting everything come and then releasing it onto paper. And that just helped me work through all of those things, but one at a time in small pieces and not the whole bucket at once.
1: I love that so much because what you just said there was so so very key in in this practice of and meditation, bringing all those thoughts forward. But then what do we do with it? you know, and you said we journal, journaling, bringing journal alongside it, getting it out of our head onto paper. There is not enough credit given to the power of that practice. Just dumping it, dumping it out, getting it out. And a lot of the times we don't necessarily have to do anything with it. It's just releasing that. Instead of holding on to that, expand on that power for you and that
0: tool as well. So with journaling, so the thing about our thoughts is they're really, really powerful and can take hold over us. And for me, of course, that was all of these thoughts around my grief. And so anytime that I started to feel happy, I would have a thought of like, oh, I'm not supposed to be happy because I'm grieving, you know, and so these thoughts are coming up and we're automatically placing value on them. And truth be told, not everything we think has value. <laughs> some, <laughs> of it, yes. some of it is absolutely useless information that doesn't do you or anybody else any good. Um, and so actually just writing it down, the physical, like you said, the physical action of writing it down, there's a connection between our brain and doing that that can release, it actually releases that thought. Mm. So one interesting statistic is um, that actually there's estimates from different research um, facilities that 80% of what we think is negative. And from day to day, like 95% of what we think is something we've already thought before. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that one. (laughs) So we have negativity and we have repetition. So what happens when that's the constant narrative in our mind? So putting it on paper, letting it go. And like you said, sometimes just you don't have to do anything with it. You could write it down and burn it. You could write it down and toss it in the shredder. Um, There are advantages to writing things down and keeping them And that's something we could chat about a little bit later, but just putting it on paper and like letting it go. It doesn't have to be something you revisit. It doesn't have to be something you come back to. And some people are kind of afraid of this practice because they think, what if I uncover something I'm not ready for? What if I uncover something I can't handle? Um, One, our subconscious mind is very powerful and it's not necessarily going to let us open up something that. We aren't ready for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second piece is, of course, I always advocate for having a coach or a mentor or a medical professional that, if you're going to dig into that, that's somebody you can turn to should something come up that you feel like is too much, because that that can be a big a big thing um, to try and work through on your own. So that's those are some of the reasons. Just getting stuff out. Because we don't want to be thinking the same things over and over and over every day.
1: Yeah, I don't remember Definitely. what the number is, but I know it's a, a large number for the amount of thoughts that we have in a day. And it is, it's mind-blowing that that much information runs through our minds and knowing that the majority of that is negative or repeti- repetitive, which is not useful to living a whole well lived life. And so being able to, one, slow our minds down and be more intentional about what we choose to to allow into that space is so powerful and will shift your world in a matter of like moments. It can
0: totally shift your world in a matter of,
1: a matter of moments.
0: 100%, it can. It, we, so we can actually only, if we think about the things that we, Consider what they term our working mind. Those are things that we're presently, like presently doing and thinking. Mm -hmm. Only like seven to nine things that we can keep in that space at once. So, for example, if you're listening to this, you might be listening to this and uh, maybe going for a walk or driving or doing your household chores, you name it. And then, so you've got this that you're listening to, this task you're doing, and you might be thinking of the fact that you have to make lunch for the kids tomorrow. And then you're thinking about you have to switch the laundry later, and you forgot to go grab the mailbox. So these little like things are working their way in. Mm -hmm. And we can only handle seven to nine of those things at once. And as you said, the statistic for the number of thoughts we think every day is crazy crazy like the low end is 12,000 i think
1: <laughs> yeah and
0: and some research shows even more than that so we can only do 7 to 9 things like at once up here <laughs> but we have all of these thoughts that are going through our mind all day long
1: yeah it's it's mind blowing like literally mind blowing I am curious, you mentioned, uh, you know, some people like to journal and then they shred or throw it away or burn it, but you said there's value in
0: actually keeping some of that. Will you share more on that? So the piece for me about keeping your journal, and this is particularly helpful if you are like um, brain dumping or you are journaling about a specific part of your life or a thing in your life. And the reason it can be helpful is because we can come and look at how far we've made it by looking back at some of the, the things we put on paper weeks, months, years before. You know, we have a tendency to not realize how far we've come from where we started. And so we can remind ourselves of that through journaling.
1: That is so true. I, I keep my journals and I, I used to have some journals from when I was a little girl and it was just, it's always fun to go back and read like what was teenage Katrina thinking about or 20 year old Katrina thinking about, but even more impactful is over the last 12 years reading some of those journals and, and going back and looking at like, oh my gosh, I don't feel as worthless as I used to. Mm -hmm. I feel empowered and uh, it's interesting. I was even thinking about it today because I've gone through um, quite a a transformation over the last week and like thinking about where I was a year ago. And I I know that if I went back and read some of my journals, it would just be like, holy cow. I remember Mm -hmm. thinking I would never be able to be in the place that I am now. Like it Mm -hmm. seems so far away and there's great value in going back. Like you said, I encourage my clients often, you know, um, to celebrate everything, make a list of all your accomplishments so you can go back and see how
0: awesome you are because we forget. and that is a hard thing for most people to do. It is, is to make a list of accomplishments. And so, if you have something to reference, you know, a week ago or a year ago or a month, like whatever your time frame is, and for some of us, it takes more than a week to see those things to celebrate those accomplishments. but if you have a month's worth of writing, you could say like, this is something I was facing, and look at how i how I made my way through that. The tools that I had um, were able to give get me here. Yeah, And we just really, at least in my experience, we're really not that good at celebrating ourselves. No, no. <laughs> and so journaling can be a piece that can be helpful in that because you can review that and reflect and say, you know, a year ago, I never thought I would be here. This is something I wrote down that I never thought would happen. Yeah, or, or about how you feel, you know, like you said about those feelings of unworthiness, and even, you know, regret, or you can see how you move forward, and how you feel now. Yeah, can be really, really amazing.
1: It really is. It's one of my favorite parts, like about Facebook memories, going back and seeing like where I was at in that space. And when I look back quite a while, ways ago, it's like, oh my gosh, there's, there's, there's such a shift, but even, even from last year or, you know, whatever it looks like. And, um, it's so true that people have a hard time with recognizing that or wanting to go write those accomplishments or even remembering what those are because we do get stuck in, all of the things that are not working for us, mm-hmm. all of what's hard, all of what's difficult, all of those. And so I can see how this helps shift that for you. And um, what a beautiful process.
0: It's much easier to, for us to see how far we have to go than it is to see how far we've come. Yeah, yeah, for uh, reason, absolutely. <laughs> for some reason, we always, it's so easy to be like, I'm not there yet. And be disappointed that we're not there yet. But we forget that we came all this way to where Mm -hmm. we are now. Mm -hmm. And that can be be the piece that's written down, that's evidence of that work and of that change and that shift and that growth. And so when you sit down and look at it, it can be that reminder of like, gosh, look at this. Instead of that that nagging um, thought because that's what it would become that nagging thought of how far we have to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so much goodness. So what are you working on? What do you do? How do you help support uh, people with this meditation practice and journaling practice?
0: Um, So I created what I call the jam method so it's journaling, affirmations, and meditation all rolled into one. Um, not all of my meditation sessions are these types, but I am doing more and more of them because I'm seeing how powerful they can be. And so journaling is obviously important. We've talked about meditation is important. We've talked about, and the piece that a lot of people struggle with is affirmation. And sometimes it feels kind of fakey. Sometimes it feels like, oh, i I can can't actually do that, but I'm gonna tell myself I can." And so, to put that into the meditation, to put that into your journal, um, the three together just are so, so powerful. Um, so I start with breathing and breath work and getting ourselves calm, and then we have an affirmation around the topic of the session, and then some questions at the end that we journal about and kind of release everything that came up. Um, so that's that's my favorite way to teach <laughs> right now. Um, and I have been teaching on Clubhouse on Mondays right now, and just a short session where anybody can pop in and listen and do the practice. And that has been amazing. I have my free Facebook community where we are actually, um, we just come together and share the challenges and the struggles. And one day of the week is always about writing. And one day of the week is always about affirmations. (laughs) And of course, meditation is, is sprinkled everywhere in there. So those are the two spaces that I'm in the most right now and teaching and helping, helping women move through challenges and work through things that they're they're, they're stuck on. I love
1: it. And her space is so beautiful. Like it's just so warm and inviting. You definitely want to check out her Facebook group, which I'll make sure all the links are in uh, the show notes for you. Is there anything left you want to share before we go today?
0: Um, thank you for having me because this is amazing. And this is something I'm so, I've just learned the power of it and how amazing it can be. Um, And how intimidating it can be. So if you're listening, it doesn't have to be hard. Just start small, you know, set a timer if you need to, and just give yourself a few minutes. And then you'll build up to doing more and more as you feel that change and that shift in you. Oh, goodness. Um, And other than that, um, I do have, and I will make sure that you have the link, but I do have a 15-minute Uh, consultation call available on it's heal.me backslash Deanna Wheeler and so if you wanted to dig into this a little bit more or chat about your um, your challenges right now I could give you some action steps that you can leave with to try and move forward and I know that Katrina's space is absolutely amazing for that as well and I don't feel like you can ever have too much community (laughs) Agreed, agreed, <laughs> because we each have different things that are our strengths, and we often need to lean on each other as well, so know that we're here for you yes that's that's the biggest thing don't you're not alone, not yeah. alone at all.
1: yeah, absolutely, and i just i I love the space that you're in and the message that you're sharing. I think now more than ever, the work that you and I do is vital for people in the world that we're in in the state that we're in um, and it's showing up and so I just honor you and want to tell you thank you so much for sharing your light and what you do I think it's I know it's important work and I know somebody will be affected by your message and definitely join Deanna's space be a part of go take you know advantage of that of that call with her and um, thank you so much again for being here and being who you are Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.